In today's segment, hosts Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone interviewed Dr. Susan Rogers, an assistant professor of medicine at Rush University. We now turn to the latest installment of Prescription for Healthcare. From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Our guest, Dr. Susan Rogers, is president of Physicians for a National Health Program. She retired from Stroger Hospital, Cook County in Chicago. She was co-director of medical student programs for the Department of Medicine and is an assistant professor of medicine at Rush University. Welcome, Dr. Rogers, and thank you for speaking with us today. Well, yeah. Thank you for inviting me to join you. Okay. So I've wanted to start out by asking you about the American Medical Association. And just on November 16th, they put out a, a statement uh, that the AMA has taken action to explicitly recognize racism as a public health threat, and they have detailed a plan to mitigate its effects. Talk a little bit about the significance of that, how, what you know about that. Um, just talk about this. This seems to me like a significant step from what used to be thought of, at least in my mind, as a very conservative organization. Well, they are very conservative, and I don't know where this step is leading to because they have often... I mean, if you look at the history of this organization, you know, they were the ones that, find that you know, really went against desegregation of hospitals back in the, the mid-60s. And it wasn't until 2008 that they finally issued an apology for that. You know, 40 years later, the president at the time, I'm blanking on his name, um, finally issued an apology for not standing up to, you know, supporting desegregation not supporting desegregation. Mm -hmm. And so, and then even most recently, one of the things, their House of Delegates, you know, wanted to support the expansion of benefits for the, the ACA, but then they supported um, publicly the appointment of Price, Tim Price, the uh, Health and Human Services Secretary appointed by Trump, who was totally for abolishing the ACA. So I'm not sure what, when they say they're for something or they're gonna support something, what that really means. Because the other thing, their funding is mostly from lobbyists. Yeah. It's not from membership anymore. And they're not a, an organization that represents the majority of physicians anymore. And so their purpose is almost worn out now. I'm not sure what, why they still exist because back in the day when they were promoting private practices of physicians, that's an entity that doesn't even really exist anymore. Um, okay. And they're still very involved with coding, but then that's to, you know, for their financial advantage. So I don't know what this statement means in terms of how they are going to truthfully and sincerely advocate for the, some changes that needed to be made because historically they haven't done that. Now they do have many, you know, more minorities, uh, more people with MPHs involved. Um, 
with public health who are part of the organization. So there are people there who are very well-versed, very knowledgeable, but I don't know if they're the ones who are making the decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, back in June, PNHP, uh, Physicians for National Health Program, put out a statement even stronger uh, where they said police violence and racism are public health emergencies. And um, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, how PNHP is um, addressing these issues and, um, and just talk about that? Well, I think that PNHP being the social activists that we are and that we are well aware by virtue of what many of us do clinically of how the social determinants of health affect the health of the patients that we see, excuse me, so that it's clear to us that all of these other social justice issues like police brutality, all of the you know lack of housing, lack of grocery stores, besides just the lack of access to care, healthcare affect health, and that by officially saying that we want to address all of these issues along with healthcare speaks to how we see it as being intertwined. As you have to address all of these, if you if you look at equality as your goal, um, you can't be. You know, even if you are totally healthy without any medical issues, if you don't have access to food, you will only stay healthy, but so long. So that it's just part of one of the issues that have to be addressed. And I think that it's important that we see, look at the whole picture, because you can't just live a focus on what's on an island and mm-hmm. address that issue. Last summer, um, you and I were talking and you 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 told me how um, you were torn because you felt like you needed to be um, out in the streets with some of the demonstrations, uh, particularly as you thought about your your own children, um, and uh, and yet it was also scary because of COVID and the, and the, and the crowds mm-hmm. and and uh, the exposure and. Well, I think that that's part of a conflict that many people involved with social justice face because um, for me, it was being exposed to COVID. And then even though my children are grown and I have grandchildren, I do wanna see them grow up, but I look at the lesson that they would learn from my behavior by taking the risk that I took to make things better for them in the long run that I'm hoping they see that big picture. So it's not like I'm afraid of being shot or beaten up by the police like Dr. King was, you know, during the protests during those days, but it's still a risk that I was still willing to take. And that's, I mean, that's part of the, the social activist gene, as I call it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's part of what is involved in that. It can't express itself if it doesn't, you know, take that risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Rogers, the name of our program is Prescription for Healthcare. So I'd like to ask you to comment, what is your prescription for healthcare? What would you like to see? 
Well, ideally, I'd like to see Medicare for all because I think having access to care is crucial. And along with that, there has to be an intertwining of public health and issues with that address. I can say as a practicing physician at Stroger Hospital, the social issues of so many of the patients I saw were so intertwined with their health. So there has to be a social worker there. There has to be an ability to get people transported to wherever they have their access to care. There has to be a way that I think even with long-term care that people are allowed to live at home, even if they have needs that can't necessarily be provided by others at home or they may live by themselves. We have to be able to provide those. And that's all part of the public health issue. And I think the combining of single payer for all and addressing some of the social issues like long-term care that we promote um, within the single payer uh, platform, that those will address a lot of the social issues too that uh, the patients that I saw will face, and it'll help address all the other issues that are intertwined with the need for healthcare. Well, I want to uh, thank you for talking with us today and want you to be well and to be safe and so much appreciation. Well, thank you so much for asking me to join you today. Up next, we present an excerpt from this week's edition of the Brown County Hour, an arts and culture segment from the hills of Brown County. In today's segment, 